Hello and welcome to Sacred Heart Radio. I'm Father Michael Delcom, pastor of our community, and I'm grateful you've joined us today. Before we dive into today's message, I want to thank you for your support. At Sacred Heart, we're super excited about our mission to encounter Jesus and become missionary disciples. None of this would be possible without the incredible generosity and dedication of our supporters like yourself. Whether it's through prayer, time, or financial contributions, you allowed us to carry out our mission and touch the lives of countless individuals. If our ministry has helped you along the way, either with this podcast or with our online streaming, please consider financially partnering with us if you're not doing so already. We want to continue our virtual presence in an ever-challenging world, and your support allows us to do that. You can visit shbrusard.org and click the Give button. There you can find ways to support and partner with us on our mission. Another way to support us in our mission is just to share this content with others. Again, on behalf of our team, thank you for listening today. Let's get to today's content as we grow together. So for those of you who uh, maybe were not with us last week, we began our preaching series on Mary. Just to recap what we talked about last week to get us up to speed uh, for this week's conversation. Last week we talked about um, the why. Why do we need Mary? We said we need Mary because there's a problem to be solved. We talked about God having a plan to solve that problem. And we talked about the person that was the answer, and Mary was the answer to the problem. So what exactly was the problem? The problem was um, Adam and Eve brought sin into the world by their one act of disobedience. Eve, um, she let go. She, um, she canceled out the original holiness that God had given her at the moment of their creation. And she passed that on to Adam. And from every generation on there, original sin was passed on. The effects of original sin. Uh, The price of original sin is death. So every generation on after Adam and Eve, including us, we were born into this world with original sin, which Adam and Eve brought. That was the problem. You and I are born with original sin. But God has a plan. God can use anything. um, And um, at the Easter Vigil, we, we say this, um, this, this phrasing, O happy fault, O necessary sin of Adam that gained for us so great a redeemer. In other words, God uses the fault of Adam, God uses the fault of Eve as an opportunity in his plan of salvation to bring something even greater, which is Jesus Now, Jesus, in God's plan, has to come to redeem our humanity. And God so loved us, and he he wants to be so intimate with us that he he doesn't want to save us without us. He doesn't want to be a part of our life without being intimately involved. And so God decided to come to earth and be one of us. But he needed someone to come into this earth through, and that was Mary. Mary. Last week we talked about Mary is the new Eve. So everything that Eve basically messed up, Mary was going to come and restore. Everything that Eve uh, basically knotted up, Mary was going to come and undo. Now Mary can't do anything of her own, but it's all God's grace that is working through Mary. So today what we're going to talk about is how did God actually do this through Mary? Why is Mary so important? Your handouts may be helpful. Um, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to stick to the handout today. It's really more for your um, study when you go home, for your edification. If you read in the Old Testament, 
especially in Exodus, um, God goes through great length and detail on how he wanted his people to build uh, the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, how he wanted them to build the temple, the place where he would be worshiped, how he wanted them to build the, the tent of meeting. These were places where God would be and where people would come to meet God. God goes through great detail. If you look in the Bible, he goes through the materials he wanted them to use, the gold, um, the wood, acacia wood, the the measurements, the cubits, the, the spacing, for us to build a place of his dwelling. Now, if you can kind of keep that in mind, if God is going to build a dwelling for himself, if he himself is going to build it with his own hands, right, How much detail is he going to go through? How precious it would be. And that's how we understand who Mary is. Mary is the, as she proclaims, the handmaid of the Lord. Mary is the one that God fashioned more than any person in the world in a particular way and preserved her in a beautiful way. And so what we want to talk about is what is the immaculate conception? Why is it so important so that we can understand it a little better? So, this past week, December 8th, was the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Just a reminder to all of us, what does that mean? What it means is, Mary, the person of Mary, when her parents, Anne and Joachim, when they conceived of Mary, God preserved that act from passing on original sin to Mary. It's important. You might have missed it. Immaculate conception is not when Mary conceived Jesus. It's when Mary was conceived by her parents. Original sin was not passed on to Mary. There was a particular grace that preserved Mary from receiving what all of us have received, original sin. God was fashioning, God was molding, right? Immaculate, without stain, without blemish, conception. Mary was conceived without sin. Why is that so important? Because if Jesus is going to come into this world and not be touched by sin, right, then he's going to come, he's going to have to come into this world through a vessel, through a perfect vessel. And Mary is the perfect vessel that God designed and fashioned and made. The Immaculate Conception. This past week, um, we, we had another million-dollar word. Last week, we had like three million-dollar words. This week, we have one million-dollar word, prevenient grace. The church talks about Mary as receiving prevenient grace, right? What does prevenient grace mean? It means coming before or anticipating. So when the angel Gabriel appears to Mary and talks to her about the incarnation, Mary, uh, the angel refers to Mary as full of grace. She says, hail Mary, full of grace. Now, if you do some fancy word study and you do, if you're a super scripture scholar, um, you're going to find out that the the word used is, um, it's a perfect tense. We're not going to get into Greek, we're not going to get into Hebrew, but what it means is, When the angel Gabriel calls Mary full of grace, 
He was not, the angel was not referring to that moment in time where she was full of grace. What the angel was saying is, Mary, you have always been full of grace your entire life. There's no beginning, there's no end. Perfect tense is it always has been this way. So the church understands that Mary, full of grace, is teaching us and showing us that Mary has always been full of God's grace. There's never been anything that impedes Mary from receiving anything of what God gave her. And that's what sin does, right? When you and I sin, we, we block, we hinder, we put obstacles to God's grace. We fall out of God's grace. In other words, we, we fall away from his protection. We lose a sense of holiness. We gravitate to low and earthly things. We move away from God's protection. Mary, from the moment of her conception, was full of grace, a complete conduit. Number eight, St. Bernard was uh, trying to explain this, right? He says, Mary is given to the world to be a full aqueduct so that heavenly gifts may flow from God through her to all men. This is a particular special grace that was only given to Mary. That's why we kind of exalt Mary above all of God's creation. This is all the grace of God. Now Mary was preserved without sin, so let's, let's get to the virgin birth, right? If you read in Isaiah chapter 7, we talked about this last week. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 says this. Behold, now this is like hundreds of years before Mary, right? Isaiah is a prophet in the Old Testament who is foreshadowing what God is going to do. That's what prophets do. They, they're prophetic. They say what God is going to do. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So Mary preserved without sin, is a virgin when she conceives Jesus, right? Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. And Mary says, how can this be that you would greet me this way? Mary, you will conceive and bear a son. You shall name him Jesus. And she says, how can this be? I have not had relations with a man, right? She was betrothed to Joseph, but not yet married to him. Right? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. There was a period of time of betrothal where Joseph was preparing a home to bring Mary into that home. They, and that was only a year later when they would have uh, conjugal relations, when they would um, seal the bond. Mary says, I, I haven't married Joseph yet. How can this be? Here it is. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and overshadow you. Now, if you were a scripture scholar, the, the overshadow language is a nuptial language. Um, every once in a while, I try to be a very uh, PG, if not G, in our conversation about intimacy and marital love and how we talk about that stuff in a mixed community, right? Overshadow means that the Holy Spirit will, um, <laughs> will overshadow you, will keep it G, right? You will conceive by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the spouse of Mary in which she conceives Jesus. 
Now her virginity is completely preserved, right? This is a supernatural grace, a supernatural action. How do we understand this? Well, if God is gonna save us, humanity, what we understand in Jesus is that God became man. Jesus is a divine person who has two natures, divine nature and human nature. He already has a divine nature, but he needs a human nature. And so that's why he created Mary to give him humanity. So if you look at your little diagram, a little super simple diagram at the bottom of page three, Jesus is the God-man, right? He's fully human and fully divine. Jesus gets his humanity from Mary. But Mary is sinless. She's spotless. So the Holy Spirit overshadows her. And from the Holy Spirit, Jesus is formed in her womb. So Mary gives Jesus his humanity. The Holy Spirit already brings his divinity into Mary. And so we have this beautiful union, this communion of persons. St. Athanasius said it this way, God became man so that man might become like God. This is important for us because it, it shows the power of God's grace. In Mary, God is beginning to show us what is possible with supernatural grace. God was able to preserve and protect Mary from sin and from even like the, per, there's that million dollar word again from last week, the propitiation of sin, like the, the attraction of sin, right? You and I struggle with concupiscence. We, we struggle with this attraction to sin. Mary didn't struggle with that. But what does that mean for us? Well, it means that you and I are invited into this life that Mary fully shared. That's the life that we're born into in baptism. That's the life that we receive through all of the sacraments. The sacraments, the seven sacraments, are channels of God's supernatural grace to change you and me to be more full of grace. None of us in here are completely full of grace like Mary. But our journey, our path of holiness, is to become more and more full of grace. The more that we turn away from sin, the more that we are rooted and grounded in God's love and his relationship, the more that we choose him and not ourselves, the more that we receive the sacraments, the more that we receive more than anything the Eucharist, we become more and more like Mary, who is full of grace. Mary's so important. Why? Because God is restoring humanity through Mary. She's the new Eve. Jesus is the new Adam. And from them, all of creation is becoming new, right? Next week, we're going to talk about how Mary is our mother. When you and I were baptized... We were baptized into the family of God. Therefore, we received a new mother, a supernatural mother, Mary. And we were born into a new family. We'll talk about what that looks like and why Mary is so important. 
hopefully this is helpful to you as we kind of are in this season of Advent. We're, we're reflecting on this incredible mystery that God became man so that you and I can share in divine life. We look at Mary who totally shared this divine life completely, full of grace. And so we ask her intercession to open our minds and hearts to more deeply understand what this means for us. Amen.